Well, welcome into More Important Issues. This is a different episode. It's our brand new episode. We told you guys we had something exciting coming. Uh, we're going to have VFL Chris Weathered on for our newest show, Vol Tales. Landon's going to tell you guys a little bit about that. Yeah, so we kind of got this idea from Billy Ratliff. Um, you know, he, he kind of put it in our mind. He told us a story about Al Wilson cussing out Peyton Manning. And, you know, we love to hear stories like that. And I feel like all fans do. So that's why we want to start Vol Tales and just have Vols on here and, and let them have the floor and let them share their experience and, and different things like that. So I'm super excited to have um, all these VFLs on. I think y'all will enjoy it very much too. Yeah, we, we talked about how we've been trying to bring you guys content with, with all this, with, without all these sports. We've got some great VFLs that have volunteered their time to, to come and talk about their time before Tennessee, uh, while they're here on campus and after Tennessee. Uh, like Landon said, you, you love – these guys kind of become a part of your lives when once you watch them every Saturday and you're invested even in the offseason. Uh, so we appreciate Chris and, and every VFL that hops on uh, through, throughout this newest uh, show. Uh, so this is Vol Tales, guys, with Chris Weathered. Before we do that, please hit like, share, retweet, whatever you're on, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate what you all do. And uh, Landon's going to tell you a little bit about our sponsors. Yeah, so go check out our sponsors, Hound Dog, Bet Now, and Commercial Bank. Um, great sponsors. Love, love to have them being a part of the show. Um, so go check them out. Yeah. Again, thank you guys. This is our first episode of Vol Tales with Chris Weathered. We welcome onto the show VFL Chris Weathered. Chris, how are you tonight? I like that tennis, that power tee on the chest. Man, I, I tell you what, man, I had to go in my closet and find it because all my family members really took all my all my Tennessee gear and stuff. <laughs> so I only got just two or three particles left around, but uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, wife's making some spaghetti. You know, I'm eating eat all that stuff up and getting, uh, getting, uh, got a dog here and he's always trying to get our food and stuff. So just damn busy pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, for you, for you guys who are just tuning in, you know, this is Chris Weathered, former Tennessee Vol, played for the Vols in 2014, 2015, was part of that big 2014 class, right. thir 32 enrollees. That's right. Well, That's gotta right. be a record. I, I don't know if it is, but it's gotta be. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um, so he's part of that class, number 42 in your programs. I'm sure a bunch of y'all remember him. Um, so Chris, you just kind of tell us how did, how did you become a Vol? You know, you come from Trinity Valley uh, Community mm -hmm. College in Texas. Um, so how, how did you become a Vol? Uh, man, it's a long story. Pretty much um, at a high school, I wasn't really high, highly touted and my grades were bad. Um, that's due to the lack of focus of myself. Um, and I kind of got it – well, I got it together and went to junior college. And I didn't, wasn't going to play football, to be honest with you. Um, I was really done with football once I uh, didn't really get to go to a Division One college after high school. So, But my mom kind of encouraged me to go. So after that, um, obviously I went there and I kind of got myself together. And football was obviously my outlet. So that's pretty much where I led to. And then one thing led to another. I was out in the middle of nowhere. And let me tell you, man, we, we took school buses, actual school buses to the high school, the local high school, and we played there every Saturday. So, uh, I mean, it's just a humbling moment to, uh, to actually get the opportunity to have options to go different places versus, you know, kids that wish they could do that. So, um, anyway, I uh, got a call from Coach, Coach Jones. 
he called me and was just like, I mean, that's an A65 number. Never seen that number come across my my phone for my life. Like, okay. All right, but here's the, but here's the thing though. Before then, um, like my homeboys are getting like calls from colleges. I'm like, dang, where's my? I thought mine was coming. I had a really good spring season. So um, after that, yeah, Coach Coach Jones called me. And said, hey, uh, this is Coach Jones from the University of Tennessee. And um, at that moment, um, that was my first biggest offer that I had. And like my heart just dropped because I, I can't believe it. You know, um, this is actually happening. And from then on, it was just more of like staying in touch with Coach Jones, staying in touch with Coach Jancic. Um, me and Coach Jancic actually have a really, really close relationship. Um, he recruited me uh, the most. Uh, Coach Jones actually never came to my house, but um, Coach Jancic always was there. He actually came to my bowl game in uh, junior college. And um, it was ice and cold, man. I tell you what, and he was up in that press box, but he was there. So that, I mean, that kind of meant a lot to me, too. Um, but moving forward, uh, Coach Jensen has really has always been there for me. That's one of the reasons why I did choose Tennessee, because of Coach Jensen, along with Coach Jones and Coach Digpen. But um, Coach Jensen's played a big role in uh, my commitment because um, just how genuine he was, uh, how he cared for my family and things like that. I know a lot of – I mean, when you're recruiting, you, you go out all the bills and whistles. Everybody knows that. Um, but it was just something different, you know. It was just like uh, genuine care and not just sending out masks. Twitter messages, you know, saying, hey, we're thinking about you. I mean, everybody got that. So um, it kind of it kind of got to a point to where um, that's where I knew I went, where I wanted to go whenever I snuck out of my three-day college for a weekend to go up to Knoxville to watch some football. So I knew that, uh, that, there, that there then, that's what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, that pretty much kind of opens up the story about that. Were you getting recruited out of high school for Division One SEC schools? Or? Uh, not, man, i tell you what, man. I, I would have, like, 12 sacks a game and, like, 20 tackles a game, things of that nature, but it's not like I was um, at a very prominent high school. We never made the playoffs. <laughs> we were 2-8. and eight. <laughs> So, yeah, that being said, it's kind of it's kind of a hit and miss. Not to gotcha. change subject, but my cousin actually went to the same high school that I went to. His name is Jerry Bill. He played for OU um, for a little bit with Sam Bradford, I think in 2005 to 2010 or whatever. And um, so that kind of was the reason why uh, I thought I should have got, you know, at least some offers from bigger right. schools than I did. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't really um, upset that I was getting recruited by – I was getting recruited by Arkansas, but they said you're just – my cousin used to tell me that I was just in the database and they just send those newsletters to everybody. <laughs> I got messages. I got um, mail from Ole Miss. I was getting mail from Ole Miss. All that stuff is still the same thing. So, I mean, I guess at back then, I guess I was being recruited, but not really. But I took an official visit to um, University of New Mexico, and I actually really liked that because Coach Bob Davey, I guess the, I don't know what he was before he got back into coaching or whatnot, um, he was the head coach at that time. And he actually came to my house and sat with my mom and said, hey, we really need this kid. Um, and these kids' grades together, but here's the thing about my grades. So I'm a very intelligent human being, very intelligent. There was just a, a, a moment in my life where I went down. Um, my dad had really good got out of my life and stuff, so it was just more than just me not wanting to do my work. It's just that, you know, I had a lot going on at that time, but you can't really tell everybody that because they say, you know, there's a lot of people who have it worse than I do, which is true. Um, but, like, I feel like I have overcame that by, you know, making it up and, um kind of getting to where I was to Tennessee. So, um, yeah, that being said, I just wanted to throw it out there for you guys.
Yeah, we appreciate that. You know, any, any, yeah, any any kind of experiences, we just love to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, to start the show, we, we kind of mentioned how, how this got started. Billy Ratliff was on our show not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, he, he told us a story about Al Wilson cussing out Peyton Manning as a yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's kind of how this idea started of ball tails. And, you know, we just want to kind of give you the floor to, you know, share some of your experiences. You know, we we Mm -hmm. want to hear how you got to Tennessee, but we want to hear your experiences while you're there as well. Most most definitely. So I'll tell you what, man, Um, the first night um, being at Tennessee, well, the first actual day that I got to Tennessee, um, I had called my mom and I I had practice and all that stuff. Practice was practice was a shit show for me because I was out of shape. I had just got there and I went on the field the next day. But um, I called my mom and said, hey, mom, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to leave. I don't want to be here. And then the first thing she said was, boy, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you, you, have, you have everything right in front of you. But at the time, I was so close to this with my mom because um, of things that were going on outside of football that I didn't want to – I felt like I needed to be there. And she's like, no, you're right where you need to be. So then when she said, all right, where would I need to be, I just changed as a person. So, I mean, obviously the party and stuff like that, I never experienced that in my life um, until then. Um, as far as football, I mean, I, I've seen a whole lot. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a funny story. So do you remember um, there was a, I guess it was my junior year, I had called into the Paul Feinbein show, okay? <laughs> so call, call into the Paul Feinbein show because I lost the bet. And I was told that, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to chicken out. So I'm going to call Paul Palma. I didn't think that I would ever get an answer. <laughs> and so I'm not sitting on the phone before we go to practice. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there. And then I, I mean, the only thing I can really talk about is, you know, the team. I can't don't make it about myself to make it about anybody else except the team. So I really made it about Coach Jones. So I'm talking to Paul Palma and he's like, oh, yeah. He's got Chris Brown on the show from Knoxville. Like, you know, everybody's just so funny. Everybody said that for like two weeks. Like, oh, it's Chris from Knoxville. So, um, we had gotten to the locker room that later that day, and Kurt Majit comes up to me and says, hey, man, what are you doing? So, what do you mean what I'm doing? Like, everybody said it was a good thing. Like, oh my gosh, did you not see the review from that? Like, you know, like, it wasn't like I was trying to get attention. It was more just like I lost a bit and I was a man of my word. Now, I didn't have to really go into detail what it was, but, I mean, might as well at that point. So, uh, that being said, Kurt was because we said, hey, man. Um, he said, yeah, so what are you doing? I said, man, I, didn't, I don't think I did anything wrong. He said, man, you ain't even been here for, you know, X, Y, and Z years. You have no right to be talking about the team. I said, man, I'm part of, just as part of this thing, because I would always send up to Kurt Majette because you got to think about it. We were pretty much the same age, you know. Uh, I came in as a junior, and he was a senior at the time, or a junior too, maybe. So that being said, like we're you have, like you're, you know, my superior, which you're not, you know. But uh, me and Kurt kind of had an understanding. We we actually were roommates um, every before every game day, so that's how we kind of got close too. But that was a moment that we butted heads because you know he was you know the kind of a leader of the teams, so, and I you know one of his one of his teammates did something that he wasn't necessarily um, not supposed to do, but was asked to do. So, and then I got another story. So we're practicing and, and meanwhile, okay, I'll tell you this, just a little bit of background. So in high school, I played three or four defense. I always played three or four defense. I played, you know, the curl flat, hook the curl, rush the pass, you know, third, I mean, three by one, all that stuff. So that's all I was used to. That's how I get all my sacks, all that stuff. 
got to junior college, was turned into a 4-3. So I had to go to defensive end because I never played linebacker in my life. Um, I have outside linebackers and outside linebacker, not in, not in like a 4-2-5 or 4-3, 3-3-5 sub, whatever you want to say. So that being said, I'm already um, behind because I don't know any type of Sam, Mike, or Will. You know what I'm saying? All I know is, hey, curl flat, cover four, you know, rush the passer and, you know, three by one, you know, just stuff like that. So that being said, Coach Jancic is being the hard ass at this point. He wants me to play Sam, okay? So obviously Kurt Majet was a starting Sam, okay? So he goes, you know, he, take, he takes Kurt out. And um, he actually puts him at will. And then it's me, AJ, and Kurt. So we're sitting there, and I, I keep fucking up on the play. I just, I just keep messing up. I don't, I don't know why I keep messing up, but I just keep messing up. And then um, AJ comes up and says, hey, man, get your shit together. And so I, I understood. I understand that. That's fine. So then we did it again, and I, I, I messed up again. It's like I wasn't floating the whole ride. It was just something. I think Coach Jansen was really just trying to pick on me, but I was just not really filling it up right. So the next thing, Kurt, Kurt comes back up to me. This is when me and Kurt were really button heads. And he slapped me up against the helmet. He said, hey, man, get your shit together. I said, I, I, I paused practice, took my helmet off. I said, man, I ever hit me. I'm a grown-ass man. Like, you know, like, why, would you, why would you hit me? Why would you hit me back in my helmet like that? You know, but it was more of a thing, like, I was – that's when I had put my – not it sounds sissy, but I had put my foot down really, like, you guys aren't about to run over me just because I just transferred here or, you know, things of that nature. So, um, now that now that I say that, we're all really good friends. Man, we got to really know each other. I learned a lot from him. Learned a lot from AJ. Um, learned about learned a lot about a lot of guys. And um, I mean, I have I have stories behind stories behind stories. <laughs> I'll tell you another game, man. I think we were playing Kentucky, and at that point, um, actually, no, it wasn't Kentucky. It was a it was a twelve personnel team. I think it was either Georgia or it was Alabama. But we were. We we're going down um, before the night before, and we go over film. So, some sometimes I play defense and sometimes I go into the three four package that we had, which is called penny or whatever. So we go to the penny package. That's what I would spend most of my time doing. But um, when we go like four three, I'm the third down line. I'm the third uh, defense end. That being said, so Latroy Lewis, he's he's questionable. Like he's like questionable like, if he's gonna play or not. He had hurt his leg, foot or whatever. And so now now I'm like okay. This is a big ass. This is a big game. This is a big game for me because I might go in. You know, I'm sitting here trying to go. I'm, I might go in. So Derek Barnett, right? I'm behind Derek or whatever, and he's like, "All right, yeah." So there's there's a technique uh, from deep end when the tackle goes down, you either spill or you know, you feel the block or whatever. So I kept getting it confused because his hammer is when you put your left shoulder in, and when you spill it, you put your right shoulder in. So I'm like. Why Why does it matter what show do you put in? You know, that's what I'm saying. So I kept asking, um, forget the Coach Strip. Coach Strip, he was like, hey, I said, hey, Coach, I would, I would pause the meeting and say, hey, Coach, so do we spill here or do we um, do we hammer here? So Derek turns around. He said, man, we, we effing went over this the whole time and practiced. And we did this before we even got on the plane. You already don't know what it means. I said, man, like, then again, I said, man, who are you talking to? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, they talking to me like I'm a little kid, you know? So it's just, it's just like. Why were they treating me this way? So that being said, that's how I me and Derry got kind of close because after that he came up to me and said, hey, man, I'm just frustrated, man. You know I'm saying? I want you, you know, because we did go over at meetings, but I was unaware that Latroy was, was not playing. So that being said, I'm worried about my thing, my packages and stuff like that, but I'm not really – because we had Corey Vereen, we had Barnett, we had Latroy. 
Uh, we had Demario Mixon. I mean, we had a lot of defensive ends. So why would they, you know, why would the, the, you know, so it's all, it's all good. So that was one, that's one of the funniest stories because um, Derek is like, he, he ne would never really expect it from Derek. And all of a sudden he just snapped, you know. But uh, <laughs> during, like during meetings and stuff, defensive meetings, we would always, we always joke around, man. It's always fun in the, lo in the locker room, things of that nature. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad that happened in the locker room. Um, I guess now I can't really get in trouble for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to mention real quick because you you started off with the Paul Feinbaum show, and yeah. you know we we're, we we're doing some research and like that's like the third video that pops up. Yeah, yeah, is, is Chris from Knoxville. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm that's glad great. you brought that up because we we're gonna mention it. We're gonna be yeah. like. What what was that all about? But I'm glad right. you watched that. that. That's fine. Right. That's fine. Most definitely. And I will tell you something, something else, man. Like, I don't I don't know if, if you guys know, but like, it's not like I was kind of like mistreated. But like, there's some there's some things that like as far as the sorry I got a call coming in. I apologize. Are oh, you fine? Uh, all right. Oh. All right, in my back, you can see me? Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. so this is like the media. I never got the the media that, you know, that I thought I would, you know, be getting because there there is some things that I know that are out of my control. There are people that are very more prominent on the team. Things like this. I was never worried about being on camera or something like that. But when you purposely had me scheduled and then you miss, you don't schedule me anymore and then you don't do that to anybody else, it kind of like, you know, raises flags. That being said, um, I had to tell you all something funny before I said that. So um, my wife had bought some Dos Equis to drink for beer um, yep. for Memorial Day, okay? And so meanwhile, it was, before, it was before that week. So I think that weekend before she had bought it, I said I wasn't opening it until the week of. So I drank all the beer, right? Drank all the beer, sorry. And I went to the store and tell me why, without noticing, I had bought a specific beer, but it was not Dos Equis. So the beer was Heineken. Right, oh, I got yeah. Forest Brand, and so I, I really thought that I got some Dos Equis because they had like the same color or whatnot. Right. <laughs> so I was just kind of upset that I didn't buy the right one. So <laughs> it's gonna happen to one of you guys or not? Uh, the, the good, the good yeah. news is, is it's beer. That's <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It, it'll be drank for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the good news. Yeah, I'm the only one that drinks it, so I'm the only one that's got that got to handle that. So there you go. <laughs> so. It, uh, so I think now with the way I think a lot of people talk about. Because Tennessee's had, you know, compared to the '90s and early 2000s, the the history of Tennessee football isn't the same. What did you know about Tennessee before you before Butch Jones called? Um, I knew Peyton Manning played at Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I think everybody does. Um, and I I kind of had a Tennessee jacket growing up, but I think okay. it was a, I think it was a Texas jacket. And I think <laughs> it because it had a white tee on it, but the orange doesn't look like the orange that we have now. So I'm not really yeah. sure what kind of jacket it was, but um, not really that much um i didn't really look into tennessee as being a, a football school obviously i was born in 94 mm -hmm. so i wasn't really watching college football that way um so like 98 in those years I, I mean i really didn't know but i really started watching football like when i said with my cousin he played at ou i was i want to say in high school at that time so i was a big ou fan so i really wanted to go to ou so I was being recruited by OU, all this stuff. And then, like, my coach back in junior college, he was like, hey, 
they, they're not. They're, I mean, there's a, there's a whole backstory about you know why, why I chose Tennessee because A and M came in last um, um, at the end of, at the end of it, and then OU was there, and then my coach was like, "Oh, you don't have an offer from there, so you can't go." They know what I'm saying like me being young, I was 17 when I graduated high school, 18 when I got a, you know the offer from uh, Tennessee at that point, so I didn't really know what who to believe or not what to believe, but I got my coach telling me one thing, right? But I'm getting letters, I'm getting all this stuff. So at that point, he want, I think he wanted me to go to Tennessee. And at that point, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay. I don't, I don't want to go to Alabama because I probably won't play or they'll probably sit me out for a year and a half, which would have been fine. But, you know, who's to say I would ever got touched the field with my background not being, a, you know, a linebacker coming out of junior college and high school, things like that. So it was pretty much like a, a tweener thing for me. But. Um, so to answer your question, I really didn't know too much about Tennessee, but um, if you ask me anything now, I probably can tell you just about anything. That's awesome. Um, I, I have I have one question, and you know you can tell me to jump off a bridge if if you want to after yeah. this. But uh, <laughs> but so that 2014 class, you know, that was the class that everybody thought like this is the class to to come in and compete for championships. Yeah, everybody thought that with Jalen Hurd, Derek Barnett, Josh Malone, all those guys. Um, so, what do you think was the ultimate reason why that didn't happen? Oh, you want to ask me that? Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like I said, you can tell me. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a mixture of things. Um, one biggest, the one big thing being the team drama. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as people leaving, you got Preston Williams, you know, cussing out the coaches, Justin Martin cussing out coaches. I can say that now because me and Justin are cool, but back then, you know, it, it was just, uh, I want to say, I can't find the word for it, but uh, it was kind of a, I, I got the biggest nuts in the, in the building type thing, but that was, that's not what it should have been. I think it right. should have been more uh, us kind of bonding together and things of that nature because we had guys who wanted to smoke marijuana, wanted to do all that stuff. I mean, fine, you do that, but you also got to understand when the penalty is handed to you, you can't get upset. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of things like the whole AJ thing, like Andre Bowles, I mean, that, that was a big thing too. We lost our starting linebacker. Um, things that can distract us. Um, I, what else could it be? I mean, us not take take care of business in, in Florida our first year when Florida came to us, you know, yeah. us, us not doing that um, when we should have, you know. Um, who else did we play that we lost to that we shouldn't have? I mean, when we went to Alabama, I think we really think we could have won that game. Um, kicking field goals, things like that. I, I remember it very vividly, vivid now that I think about it. It's just like uh, what could have been, like, for example – not going to say any names in particular, but we had people laughing and we're only down like four or five points, things of that nature. And then like, okay, we had a certain person that kicked, that kicked field goals for us. Okay. That was laughing that he missed the field goal when he came off the field. That's unacceptable. That's, that's very unacceptable. And so that being said, like there's little things like that. So the next, the next day after the game, I guess we were in the locker room and I not saying, man, what was up with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're laughing and you missed, you know, you just missed. <laughs> like, what, what, was so, what was so funny? Is that hysterical that you are you hysterical at yourself? Like, what is it? And it's just things like that. So, for example, we got like, and then I think it's a lot of things that has to do with distractions. I think so. We got, yeah. You got the girls, you got the fame, you got the, the crowd, you got the media, you got all this stuff. And it's really hard to be a football player, yeah. being in deadlines with you. 
it's a it's a different world now like you, you mentioned twitter it's like it's so easy to talk to athletes now it's most a, definitely it's they're, they're accessible they're accessible right and um like things like this so we'll be have a home game you know granted we're gonna win against west carolina i mean but they gave us a run for our money at, at for at a second you know so we got guys at halftime talking about hey man you, th- you still throwing that party tonight you know what i'm saying like i'm looking at these foods like what you know me being hawaii i, I wasn't really the that going out type like to, to promote stuff. But I mean, yeah, I'll go to the clubs. Yeah, I'll go to the house parties. I'll do all that stuff. But I'm thinking about that when I see zero seconds on the clock. And then even then, when we would lose, we still got people saying, hey, what you doing, man? So, I mean, it's it's a lot of things as far as like people get opportunities and this is what they do with it. You know, like you got guys like Dick Barnett that came in and took care of business and left, you know. You got guys like uh, Preston Williams that don't fit in with the program because it doesn't, it doesn't go to your, your liking. Then you got guys like that. Then you got guys like me. Um, I don't want to put myself on a pedestal or anything like that. I'm not saying that I've made that big of a difference, but I feel like every time that I was in there, something happened or, you know, sack or QB spy because you can't run or whatever the case may be. And then for me just to um, pass up the opportunity that I had, you know, so a lot of people don't know this. Um, I had a lot of opportunities to get on the field, but I, I just couldn't I just couldn't learn it that fast as far as like a 4-3 defense with all the changes and new um, new scout reports every week. Like my mind is bothering. I'm really just trying to get all this stuff down. I got classes. I got people who want to help me with my work. Like I'm overwhelmed at this point. Yeah. So that being said, whenever I really tried to uh, put myself out there in my senior year, I kind of I think my senior year is better than my junior year, but I have more stats my junior year. If that makes sense, I'm more more knowledgeable my senior year than I was my junior year. And um, that being said, I really just um, I want to understand like why I wasn't now. Now I ask these questions all the time. Like for example, there was a whole ordeal with uh, Coach Jones getting fired. Uh, I want to say you know uh, Alex Jones, his son, was really cool with Josh um, Freak. I can't understand what blood on his name. The receiver, yeah, like gold locks, Hercules, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, I had said, yeah, if I would have played under uh, the new defensive coordinator or whatever, I probably uh, would have played a little bit more. I had made that comment on, you know, Twitter or whatnot, and you know, a lot of people agreed. You know, I'm not just saying that to be, you know, say I was an all star, which I wasn't, but at the same time, like I was just good enough to be on the field more than I was. So, um, and then Josh had said something to me. I was like, you know what, man, you know, that's why you didn't play that much. That's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. You know, you got guys that's butt hurt or whatever. You know, you got guys in their feelings. You got grown men in their feelings about something that you said. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, makes, that makes no that makes complete no sense. But me being the person I am, I, I'm, I'm very outspoken. Like, I'll say what, I, what I'll say. But at the same time, I'm very cognizant of where I am. And, you know, who I'm talking to or what, what kind of uh, media am I, you know, speaking to or trying to get to get the message that I'm trying to put out. So um, it's just it's just the small things like that of why I think that season went downhill. Luckily, we made a bowl game, which was the best thing that could ever happen for us. Um, we had a really we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun in Jacksonville. Um, it was just it was just different. You know, the team vibe was different. Although, you know, we really couldn't enjoy it like we did my senior year because we could actually go to the bar after we blew a team out, you know. Um, <laughs> instead of being 18, 19-year-old and then like, you can't really do anything. But at the same time, you're living the best life you could, you know. Basically, you're yeah. playing football, you got a scholarship. 
Um, you get fed well every day. You get you got money in your pocket, all this stuff. Like there's nothing really that you could ever even want at this at this point in your life. And I think a lot of guys took that for granted. Yeah, I mean, I I just asked that question because a lot of blame is just they put it all on on Butch Jones. And yeah, does he deserve yeah. some credit? Absolutely, right, but, most definitely. You know, I just want to hear it from a former player. You know what? Yeah, I tell, I tell a lot of guys. I tell a lot of people it's not just Coach Jones. Like Coach Jones can put it on the table for us. He can set it. He can even feed it to us. But what he can't do is digest it and go out, you know, and take a shit on the field. You know, that's what he can't do. <laughs> so that's basically how I looked at it. Is just like. We we got all we had all the all the tools all the tools all the coaches, all, you know what I'm saying like of course there are some play calls that you do call and you know what I'm saying this is what you want right. that's fine but for the most part we're out there performing it's up to us to you know to make sure it's the right call so I mean guys falling asleep in meetings I mean there's there's just tons of stuff there's tons of stuff but I will tell you this a funny story so before I got there I went on an official visit there and I had one of my coaches his name was Coach Pond at that time, and uh, I went on my unofficial visit. So there's a pilot right there on Cumberland Avenue that I always, that I mean, that I always went to when I was there, but obviously we stopped there when we first got in. And there was uh, a lady there with very little to no teeth, and she had a big, she had a big jaw, and man, I said, man, I swear, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna like it here, you know, that, that was funny. <laughs> so I bring that up because Daniel Bryan, um, Colton Jumper, those people like that. Um, I was falling asleep in meetings one day. This is when I first got there because I wasn't really – we had meetings after meetings after meetings. I've never had that. I had one meeting in the morning, go to class, practice. Next day, meeting in the morning, you know, in junior college. So I got there and had so many meetings. So Danny Bryan goes, pop, pop, pop. Hey, man, try this. So he gives me a pouch. You know what I'm saying? He gives me a, a pouch to cope and wintergreen. So I slip it in, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know what it does. Like, I, I've seen people try before. I'm like, nah, I would never do that. So I put it in, man, and all of a sudden, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm about to throw up. I'm about to bark. <laughs> he hands me up. He hands me, says, hey, man, he's spitting this. So he gave me his bottle of spit in. That's the most hick shit I've ever seen in my life. You know, <laughs> give, me, give me a bottle of spit in. So after that, man, I kind of developed a bad habit, but it kind of helped me get through meetings and stuff. Uh, with, you know, tobacco product and stuff. But um, that's just a funny story that, you know, I never thought that I would ever, you know, dip tobacco and all of a sudden here I am with a fat one coming into meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's easy so, right there. You do what right. you got to do to stay alive. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Do you have a uh, – do you have a memorable – most memorable game in Neyland Stadium that, like, stands out to you um, above the others? Yeah, um, there there's one game – that I um, that I got benched for a little second, um, and I can tell you why I got benched. So during practice, I mean, I, I was I had a rough week, man. I I had just done some stupid stuff, and I, I had lost a lot of things that were very valuable to me, and I, I was just wasn't up. Somebody stole. Somebody came in my my car and took my stuff. So that being said, I was having the worst week ever. It started from the day one. But then, um, I don't know if you guys remember, his name was Jalen Miller. Um, he was there. He was actually my roommate when I first got there during the season, him and Ladero McNeil. Um, but um, Jalen Miller kind of played the penny position, the cheetah position that I played. And Coach Jancic, he, he was complaining to Coach Jancic, hey, man, I'm better than Chris, you know, I'm this, this, and that. God, God forbid, I didn't say that he wasn't. 
before. I didn't say that he was, but I knew that I was regardless. That's my boy, man. I love you. But anyway, <laughs> um, he was basically saying, like, he, he, he was, you know, a little bit bigger than I was. But I'm obviously faster, quicker, and I wouldn't say smarter, but I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, that week we played Kentucky at home. And I guess I was messing up and Coach Jensen was mad at me or whatever the case may have been. I, I, do, for, I do forget. But I know that I got benched that game. And I was, it was me and TK. We were sitting on the side. Uh, no, not me and TK. Me and Cortez uh, McDowell. So basically what the thing was is Jalen had got in and he wasn't getting no pressure. He wasn't getting any sacks. He was messing up on the clock. He was 270 pounds trying to trying to spot a QB. I mean, come on, that's that's, that's really not going to work that well for you. So I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, I was just I'm pouting. I'm not really pouting, but I'm just like, man, I know what, what I can do. I, mean, I know I'm out there. So the only opportunity I got to get on the field was kickoff, kickoff return at that point. So I really was very passionate about special teams because that's where um, I got a lot of my plays because I was, you know, I was the guy, the big guy that can run, and also. Um, quick and stuff too so that's where I kind of put put all my pride towards and all my hard work towards is that and the three four defense anyway so I got on there and you know the first tackle I mean I'm you know kicking off sorry I hope coach um coach Jones coach Strip, and coach Justin seeing this like I'm out here busting my ass I need that spot back you know what I'm saying <laughs> and I think it was me and TK I mean TK was talking he was like hey man just keep your head up TK, at that point TK was just as young as I was or even younger so I got this freshman TK talking to me, and he's like, "Come on!" With all inspirational words, you know, like, "Come on, man, just keep your head up, man. Like, just know that, you know, don't don't worry about it." I'm like, "Come on, man, this, you know, you're trying to preach to me, and I'm trying to get in the game, right?" <laughs> so that being said, um, I had like three or four tackles on special teams, and um, Coach Jason was like, "You know what? He is busting ass, and Jalen's not doing what he's supposed to." And at the time, Coach Knight was my coach. And Coach Knight was, he was like, he was, he was my advocate. He was like, hey, man, Chris needs to go in. We need to put Chris, we need to put Chris in. We need, they called me Weather. I never heard my first name ever when I was at Tennessee. I heard Weather, <laughs> Weather, Weather. Nobody ever knew this is Weather. So anyway, he didn't put Weather in the game, so he puts me in the game. And then um, after that, it was pretty much like, pretty much over with because it was like pretty much third down. Everybody knew what was happening. Got the sack the first, the first play I was in, I got the sack. So like, I came right to the side. I said, Coach Jazz, I said, you see that, man? That's called production. And they started, we just started laughing and stuff. But the thing was, the most, most, most memorable about it was AJ came up to me because he kind of knew I was feeling kind of down and stuff like that. He came up to me, celebrated me on the field, man. Like, you know, he said, you got AJ Johnson with you. And at the time, I didn't know how, how prominent AJ Johnson was that, at that point. Like, I didn't know how big he was in the mm-hmm. – um, in like the SEC and stuff like that. So I'm just like, you know, I got this ordinary guy coming up to me, Chris Buffer me. So after that, I got so many people saying, hey, what's up to me? Hey, what's up, Chris? You know, because he, <laughs> he kind of, you know, gave me a little bump right there. So that's probably one of the most favorite moments, not because of that, but just because of the, um, man, I'm popular tonight, man. Um, <laughs> that foam. Yeah, it's yeah. AJ Johnson. Yeah, so um, – <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's just being able to uh, perform. And then, like I said, I don't know if you guys know, my mom made it to every home game and every almost every away game. That's she awesome. drove, yeah, she drove from Dallas all the way to Knoxville. Every home game, we would um, take off work and fly home. We'll fly. She worked on Friday. She would fly out that night, and um, she would take over my my dorm. But <laughs> other than that, it was, that, that's one of the reasons why I played. Why I played because of my mom. 
She's uh she's was my inspiration, still is today. I wish I was still playing today, but um, that's not the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome to hear. And you know, she was the one that kind of wanted you to go to Tennessee. Anyway, so uh, so the moms always kind of win. Right, always, <laughs> always, that's always. That's right. Awesome. Well, Chris, uh, I think that's all we got. You know, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, really appreciate you talking with us. Um, there, there was a funny story. Chris called me the other day, and you know, I told him just to text me his his number. That's that way I had it. He just wanted to call me, and you know, I've been getting a lot of robo calls from um, Texas, and here mm-hmm. is here is another Texas one. So I answered it. I'm I'm sure I sounded mad. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Hello. I was just waiting for. Hello, this is so and so with credit card services. But right, he's like, hey, this is Chris. I was like, Chris, Who, who's Chris? Right. And it was you, man. That was yeah, that was awesome. My wife was like, you're kind of mean. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know, I, I, totally, I totally get it, man. Sure, man. I totally get it. But um, again, man, I appreciate you, you guys for having me, man. Um, like I said, this is something awesome. I've never really got the opportunity to talk on, you know, media and such and that. But I was on the Swain event, I will tell you that. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, Swain event is, I mean, me and uh, Jason go go way back, back when I was, um, you know, being recruited and stuff. He would reach out to me and kind of keep my head in the game, saying, hey, we, you know, we need you, and, you know, don't worry about the, all the other outside <laughs> stuff you got going. So, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. That's awesome. No. And, and you're on Paul Feinbaum. That's, you, that's, that's you're right, man. Chris from Knoxville. Chris from Knoxville, man. He's got a ring to it, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, man, if you find yourself uh, in Knoxville for a game, text text us and swing by a tailgate. We'd, we'd love to man, hang out with you, man. I was, I was actually there this past season for homecoming. I was in a booth um, with uh, Justin Hunter and uh, I think TK's dad and mom and stuff, but I didn't really watch that much because, you know, you're only in Knoxville for two days. Right, yeah. You know they're, you know they're going to blow them out anyway. Well, at, at first, they kind of scared me. I didn't know what was going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. You but, can never uh, be too careful with Tennessee. <laughs> that's right, man. You, you got you to take it with a grain of salt, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. We appreciate it. Have a good one, brother. Yeah. You too, boss. See you, man. Bye-bye.